welcome everybody to episode 104 of the smash factor the legacy classic this week for the outlaw tour slash golden state tour um kind of combining both of them it seems um this week the stats and leaderboard and everything is going to be on the golden golden cup tour sorry um version of the website which we'll have we'll have up all week as well if you need it or you can go to their twitters out at outlaw golf and check check them out on twitter um they do pretty awesome job of staying in tune with the uh you know fans and stuff and that's at outlaw golf tour sorry i forgot the tour on the first one but you can go check them out get all the info you need um pairings tea times which groups are going to be streaming this week um few hours ago they even had a deal there trying to ask your opinion of who you wanted to see they had some groups marked so if you want to go give a, a vote to that go ahead and check out their twitter and give them a little love uh, they're doing a great job providing us um, a tournament that we can actually bet and play some DraftKings on last week was another great week for gups corner in general uh had some pretty good sweat the first day uh was leading the 333 all the way till like the last two guys, I think, and got jumped barely. So I finished second there. Had five lineups inside the top 50, two inside the top seven. Um, so had about a 1,000 in. I think I made almost 14,000. Um, next day, just below break even. Um, and then the third day got killed. Um, had a, you know, But all in, I think I netted out for the tournament somewhere around 10,100. Um, so I'll take that each and every week. Um, don't expect it each week, but I'll certainly take it. And looking forward to this tournament. Uh, a little bit smaller field this week. Um, it is a three-day still. I couldn't find the cut rules. Last week it was T43. I don't know if they're going to drop that, um, being a 75 man field. I know earlier in the year when we were following them, uh, I say in the year, like we've been doing this forever, but four or five weeks ago, they had a T30 in ties, I think maybe even a T20 in ties one week, but they were much smaller fields, like 40, 50 man fields. This is a 75 man field. Um, at least that's how many guys are on the DraftKings. Um, slate there, there may be plus or minus one or two um, by the time they tee it off tomorrow um, but I would say it's going to be probably some around t35 or so for the cut um, on Tuesday night heading into Wednesday the nice thing about this week we have stats on 66 of the 75 guys which is uh, a much higher ratio than we've had as of late um, I did spend some extra time and pull in stats from uh, the Golden State Cup tour um i need to figure out what that exact's called i thought it was golden state but the website's golden cup dot or golden cup tour dot blue golf dot com to get to their their leaderboard and stuff but um let me get to their website real quick we're, we're not in a big hurry we're only going to go about 30 minutes here um i think it is a golden state yeah golden state tour okay um so i was right the first time all right i'm, I'm not going crazy um golden state tour so i pulled in both uh a little more work but i felt to give us a, a better advantage and better look at it especially for the guys that um are our members on the site uh you get a full in-depth on my rankings and you'll see all that um it's, it looks like it's gonna play about 63 6400 yards or so it's a par 71 five par threes averaging 153 um off the tee box nine par fours averaging 388 four par fives averaging 525 seems like it sets up to be a pretty 
you know, scores type of um, field, some shorter par fives. You get four par fives on a par 71. So that in itself um, leads you to believe you get some scoring there. We actually, for the first time, get a little bit of real data because they played this course. Uh, it was a shootout, a two-day event, April 21st and April 22nd, just a few weeks ago. And we did have slates then. So got a little more data. Um, I've incorporated the guys that played in that two-day shootout and are playing this week. There's data on the full or full or full rankings on the um, on my rankings that I'll post here. It'll probably be out as this pod comes out here in a, in a few minutes um, within the hour. So the guys that played and played here, you'll see how they finished that week, or you can go check it out um, on their website as well. Um, and so 12 under won that. 10 under was second. 9 under was third, which KK got third. He won last week. Um, he was one of the guys I had. I bet him, but I did him with a uh, round robin with Victor Hovland in the charity event in Dallas, and he didn't He didn't get it done. I should have threw um, you know, a couple more guys in there, but either way. So in two days, you're averaging – I mean, these guys were hitting mid 60s, 66, 67, you know, so I, I expect some scoring from the guys that go low up top. Um, that field had a lot of amateurs in it. Um, so, so the, the overall scoring looks a little diluted, but when you look at, like, look at the top 10, 15 guys that played that week, a lot of the names we've continuously seen, uh, you can see that guys can go low here uh, in a heartbeat. Um, our boy, Nicolo Galetti, won it at 12 under with a 64 66 he's not playing this week though um Hanek paul finished the best of someone playing this week at minus 10 going 66 66 <clears throat> so you can kind of you know we got a little history there so that's good um if just a reminder dk still is only doing showdown only i know a lot of us have reached out to him to ask for a main slate maybe we will get one for one of these bigger tournaments coming up here um you know in the next two to three weeks. Uh, I know a lot of people have reached out to him. The TPC Champions Classic May 29th or May 19th and uh, through the 21st is going to have several um, PGA Tour players in it. Mm -hmm. a, few, a few for sure. Don't know how many overall, but um, I think Joel Damon is going to play in it uh, and a few others. So we're looking forward to seeing that. And maybe we can get a main slate for that uh, overall. That'd be great. But for now, it's showdown only. So make sure you're familiar with the scoring. It's heavily weighted towards scores, eagles and birdies, if you're not familiar with Showdown. But uh, in my ranking or in my post that I'll do, I have the full scoring breakdown if you need to check it out. Lock is tomorrow at 9.32 Eastern time. And I think they've changed that recently. Well, it looked like it was at maybe 10 o'clock Eastern. Then I went in there just a second ago. Yep, it says 8.32 Central. So 9.32 Eastern tomorrow, May 4th. Uh, it is about one o'clock central time uh, here in San Antonio on the third. So got the rest of the evening or all day and evening to, to digest the rankings, get your lineups in. Um, I most likely will be trying to get all that locked in before the last dance comes on early start tomorrow. So I want, want to be done for the most part tonight. No weather concerns. Um, hot, really. That's, that's part of the reason why I think they're going off early is it's going to average between 99 and 107 uh, over there in Phoenix the next three days. So other than staying hydrated, they're not, I don't think you're going to have to worry about any rain or any of that kind of stuff. Wind didn't look bad either. You know, we're limited on our stats, like we mentioned last week. So really focusing on the same kind of deal. 
only difference this week is I brought in some of the Golden State Tour data, um, and I was able to bring in obviously the guys that finished or the guys that played the the Legacy Shootout, brought their finishing positions in and whatnot. But same stuff we're looking at: um, total scoring, round one scoring. Just trying to see if there's a big split there. Um, maybe a guy likes to come out on fire. And th- it, that matters for tomorrow, obviously being round one. But I like to see there's a difference. Uh, you got money earned between both tours. Birdie average, eagle average, birdie or better. Um, it's kind of it's kind of all we can get with this. So it's you know we do the best we can. But so far it's worked for the community. So we'll keep rolling with that. Um, ranges was pretty similar to last week. You got four guys in the 10k, six guys in the 9k, 11 in the 8k, 25 in the 7k. 29 in the 6k just kind of first digestion of all this and looking it over um very difficult once you start getting down low there there are there are some guys that you know we got some you know we can take in there but balance is probably going to be the way um a lot of the 7k and under guys just don't pan out very well there are there are a few guys that you can definitely take a chance on or risk on but um overall you know i think there's probably 40 of these guys that i could put in play out of the 75 that i would that would legitimately put in a player pool um maybe if you're going to stretch and throw a few flyers if you're building 50 to 75 lineups a few more but uh that's that's about where we're at so it gets you know as we've seen it's difference between one birdie one this a a streak at the end like a birdie streak or a bogey free round can take you from you know barely cash in to you can leap the field just because everything's so tight um every, everything matters here and so definitely being diverse in your building and your lineups is, is going to be a, a advantageous this week if you're not familiar with the pod i go the dirty dozen four tiers three picks in each tier um First three are price range tiers. The last tier is a flop, a fade, and a sleeper. And then I do a little round table round wrap up, and I will give you guys, you know, 10, 10 to 12 guys that I, I'm going to have my eyes on, uh, you know, especially this is such an unknown tour to us. Even though we're getting more familiar, you know, I think this week five for five or six for us now. Uh, some guys that I got my na- my eyes on that maybe didn't fit above. I'll give you four or five guys I'm looking at to potentially bet, and we'll wrap it up. I want it to be quick and easy. I know Sundays are busy with the family, so I don't want to keep you guys too long. Uh, and then the rankings and uh, uh, lineup builder and everything will be posted you know, within 15 minutes of this being posted as well. So stay tuned for that if you are a member. If you would like to join, um, it is free. Uh, I've, had, I've had several guys DM me. Uh, one of them very aggressive and – MFing me up and down for charging during this time. I'm not charging anybody. Uh, it's a free trial. It's a, right now it's a 30 day free trial. So yeah, you got to sign up. Yeah, you get the 30% off. It is a free trial. Um, the way we have everything set up now, you get to 21 days in. You're like, that. I don't. This ain't for me. Or, or you just want it for the Outlaw Tour just to take advantage of it. That's fine. We just want you to come check out the site. That's really why I'm doing it. Um, and, and the Slack, which is you know invaluable. Um, so use the code to get in. If you decide to bounce, you exit on day 21, you hit cancel, you'll, ne- you won't get charged ever. Um, so it's a completely free trial. It's not like we charge you up front and then we got a refund or anything like that. It, it won't charge you until the free trial is over. Um, if for some reason the PGA tour gets postponed outside of the colonial, which will, which should be, it'll be right as this is that 30 day free trials ending, 
um, I'll, we'll extend everybody because our current subs aren't paying either. Everybody's frozen. Um, and we had a few that chose not to freeze to continue to help the community. And we, we thank them, but for the most part, everybody's frozen. And so we will, we'll move that back obviously, um, after this free trial, if the, if the tour moves back. So, you know, if there's no PGA tour come, you know, that June 8th, that the, that tournament's supposed to happen, we'll, we'll be moving everything back and talk about it. Otherwise we'll probably, you know, go live, unfreeze the subscriptions and everything as we rock into June and get ready for some PGA golf and, and a lot of golf and football in the, over the next few months, hopefully. Uh, we'll see how that works out. And we'll take that, you know, kind of day by day or week by week because, you know, we just don't know what we don't know with all this going on. The plan is for the tours to start June 8th, so we're kind of scheduling our stuff around that as well. Uh, so let's get into it. Dirty Dozen, 9K or above. Um, my top guy right now is um, Picanso at – 10,000. Obviously I like woo and I like KK, um, should garnish pretty good ownership. Uh, the one narrative, I guess, maybe in a one day, it's not as big of a deal, but you know, these top guys really are a, a step above some of the, the other guys, but it's so hard to fit that you either got to play them and get real creative and take some risk, which is fine. Um, especially in GPP, kind of mix and match it. If you're doing bullet life or one to three builds, um, you got to figure out where you want to take your risk at, um, I mean, you know, Matt's got 12 rounds in on the stats. He's 37.5 birdie or better percentage, averaging 6.5 birdies around. He's earned 23,000 uh, between the two tours, which is fourth. His round one scoring average is 64.75. His total is 66.8. So, I mean, pretty solid stats right there with or above Wu and KK. Get a price savings. I don't know how popular he'll be or, or you know, there's not much talked up. I, we, I've seen some, some guys are starting to cover the outlaw now that maybe weren't two or three weeks ago, but we've been there since late one, um, at least with rankings and stuff. But so it's hard to judge with industry talk and all that, but I like him a cheap, val cheaper value can go off on a one day tournament, maybe less owned than Paul, even Paul, because the Paul brothers are pretty popular as they should be. They score well. Um, so I'm definitely, that's one guy I like Yates is another guy. He did play in this. Uh, I could say, I'll say Matt didn't play just to throw that out there the first time, but you'll see that in the rankings. Yates played and he got T nine. Um, last time they played here in April, uh, he comes in fifth in my overall rankings, 32.6 birdie or better percentage. He's got one of the highest Eagle average per round in the group averaging 5.63 birdies per round as well. And a 67 scoring average. So I like Yates. Um, I like both Paul brothers, as I just mentioned, I would lean, uh, I think it's Yannick over Jeremy just because Yannick has, I'm getting a thousand dollars savings. Um, and he did finish uh, second here, um, back, back in uh, April, Jeremy played well also with the T six. So they both played well. I'm just getting a savings with Yannick, but you, you may get Paul at less ownership. So if you can fit him, um, Maybe you do that, but I think a lot of people, maybe the common that don't won't research a lot, will see that Yannick finished better and he's a thousand cheaper. So that just you know it's anecdotal to me, but we're, we're working with limited data. Um, but definitely get the price savings, but could potentially get uh, ownership saving with Jeremy. So I kind of like both of those guys. Kind of cheating there on the three picks, but you know they're I think they're brothers, so we'll call it one. Uh, Seventy six hundred to eighty nine hundred tier two. Uh, Gerska is one. Been on a lot, um, been playing really well. He played in this and finished T15th back then. 
Uh, he's got 37 rounds on tour on this these tours. Definitely one of the uh, higher rounds. Uh, 28.1 birdie birdie or better percentage, which is 15th in the field. Not too great, but 12th in the field on average birdies per round. Um, you know, scoring average is just decent. So he's but at eight thousand dollars, it's kind of you're getting a pretty solid player at eight thousand bucks. So it's really the the value there on the dollar wise um, with his potential. I don't think he's gonna go out there and light it up, but he's got that potential. We've seen him get you know a lot of birdies in a round. So and I think he'll probably be high on, especially kind of within our community. But uh, still like him a lot. Uh, Lapa uh, played pretty good last week. Um, Eighty eight hundred dollars. He's got 12 rounds in, um, you know, 13th and birdie or better percentage, 14th and uh, birdie average per round, uh, decent eagle average per round right there, kind of in the middle. Um, he's sixth in round one scoring and sixth in overall scoring average. So I like Lapa 8,800. Uh, Carlson will probably be chalky. He has been chalky. He's, I believe, still somewhat underpriced. Um, again, you know, it seems to kind of be a theme with him. Him and uh, Roberts. Roberts is massively underpriced. Uh, we'll get to that in a second. But so he's at, you know, 27.1. He's in the middle of the field as far as birdie or better percentage. 4.88 birdies uh, per round. And at the $7,900, you know, his value is just going to be one of the best uh, on the slate. And certainly, you know, he can get hot in a fire. So I, I don't, I mean, he's probably going to be pretty popular, but. You know, I wouldn't play like Gerska and Carlson maybe in the same lineup necessarily, but, you know, if you do, you do. You just got to kind of put your best six together um, and, and try to be a little different the best you can, but I like both those guys. Third tier, 7,500 or less. Um, I like Mays. He did not play here. Uh, I should mention Carlson was fourth here um, at, in, in April, so that's another reason he's going to be up there on, on most radars. Um Mays did not play here in April. He's 7,500. He does have 10 rounds on the tour, um, at least the stats I found. 30% uh, birdie or better percentage, which is seventh. He's also seventh in birdie average per round. Um, 15th in scoring average at 68.5. So I like Mays. Not a name we've seen a lot of, so maybe a little under the radar there. Um, Armin played last week, uh, played really well. Is either round two or round three? He three he had a, he had a really good um, round and tournament in general last week, um, and that was his first on air. I only had those three rounds, you know. So he number three in birdie or better percentage, third in birdies, third in round one scoring average uh, with the sixty five and eleventh one scoring average overall. Seventy four hundred seems like a really good price for him. Uh, so I like Armin. Uh, this next one I don't. A lot of these names was really testing me, especially you guys know I struggle sometimes with names, but Vivola, I believe, Luke Vivola at 6,500. Um, three rounds in only, so limited stats, but you know, average scoring 69. Uh, round one, he shot 67, 25.9% birdie or better. Uh, this is strictly like a value. If, you, if you're really trying to cram in a woo or a KK or something like that, um, you, you know, 6,500 may let you do that, and he's got the potential to – to maybe, you know, just give you your break-even money point um, on what you're spending there and get you some of those top guys in. You're, you know, if you have to try to go down here, that's one of those guys you can go into. Uh, my fourth tier is a flop, a fade, and a sleeper, as I mentioned. A flop is someone I just trying to predict won't return their value for the week. Fade could, would be uh, fading because of ownership or, uh, of course, history, which that's not really a big deal here, but normally on the PGA if you're kind of new to the pod. And then sleeper is my favorite play under 6,900 or less. 
flop for me is going to be Gazzolo. Um, or maybe it's Gaziolo, David Gaziolo, uh, 9,100, uh, plays very limited information out there compared to the other guys around him. I mean, he's obviously, you know, solid in general and has some upside, but at 9,100, um, Doherty is someone I like better. And there's just some other guys around there that I like, uh, for that price. So I, I don't know if he can return his price. Uh, and this is, you know, you're throwing darts at this kind of stuff because we just don't have a lot of information, but that's the one guy I could kind of find that seemed overpriced to me. Uh, my fade is uh, Riley uh, Weldon. Obviously, has played a lot on this tour, done really well. He's number two on the money list. Um, his stats are just okay. He's had some really, really good rounds, but he's also, you know, played some average rounds. And I think he finished 11th here in April. His name seems to typically be popular and owned a lot. So I'm, I'm strictly using him as kind of that middle range where a lot of people try to find that sweet spot, 8,700. I, I could see him being high owned. So this is a, I project him to be highly owned and I'm, I'm just going to fade that, that ownership. Doesn't mean I wouldn't have some of them and try to just be underweight and be unique in the lineup build. But I, I'm probably not going to be like all heavy on him if, if I expect him to be highly owned. Um, and my sleeper is Ryan Wallen at $6,800 limited data, but he played really well uh, in the three rounds. He has been 66 scoring average, 5.67 birdies per round and 31.5%, which is fifth birdie or better percentage in the field. Uh, he's a 201 guy. Definitely, um, will eye that as a, you know, potential sleeper play in the betting or not sleeper, I guess a uh, long shot in the betting world. Uh, so Ryan Wallen is my favorite 6,900 or less play for the week round table round wrap up. I will kind of just go quick here. These are names that I've got marked. Um, I mean, there's going to be a lot we can, you can play, not play all that. Um, but just the ones that stuck out to me, uh, Winston at $7,700, uh, top eight in birdies and birdie or better percentage in the field. Uh, 68.06 scoring average, which is 12th, um, 17 rounds. So I like that. I still like Wu and KK. I don't know where I'm going to go there yet. I don't know if I'm going to play both, just go heavy on one and try to fade the other tomorrow. Um, fade them both. I'm not there. Don't know. They're both obviously probably the two best talents in the field. Um, I wouldn't say by far, but definitely way up there. Um, and so not playing them is a, is a huge risk because they both have potential to shoot, you know, 63, 64s. Uh, KK got third in April and Wu got six. So, I mean, obviously they they played well the two two times that, or the two rounds I got to play uh, just a few weeks ago. So I definitely like them. It's just a matter of – and I think the ownership is going to be probably very, very close. I really don't think – because $300 difference, maybe Wu gets a little bit because, you, you know – People just say he didn't win last week, and since KK won, maybe um, people fade KK more. So maybe KK's got the ownership leverage, if I was going to guess, just right off the bat. Uh, Hudson, uh, I like a lot. Uh, he was right on the bubble getting in there. Daniel Hudson's $8,100, solid player. Uh, nothing spectacular, but you know, good good guy to get in your player pool. Uh, Triplet, we saw him go low last week out of nowhere. Um, that's crazy is I had him like 10 or 15% round one and he just shot like E I don't remember what it was even, or I believe it was even. And then round two, I kicked him out of the pool right at the last minute and he shoots like seven under or something. Uh, so he's got that go low potential, but he obviously can, you know, flatline as well. We saw both ends of it last week. He is 
third in the money earned on in here. Uh, $8,400 is a price jump this week from last week, but a little, little lower field this week. So that's not, you know, crazy for him. But he's a guy that I, he'll probably be owned because a lot of people that were paying attention last week knows his potential. But I like him. McDonald, um, Stuart McDonald, $7,600. I like him. Scoring average of 67.33. Uh, top seven in Eagle average per round in the field as well. Uh, Gorbon's kind of a staple at this point. Played him a lot. We'll go back there at $8,500. Olsen, $9,500. Hadn't seen him a ton. Um, the three rounds we do have, he was number, he had seven birdies and or seven birdies per round and 38.9 birdie, birdie or better percentage. So definitely can go low, but he's 9,500. So you're going to have to pay for it uh, to get up to him. Hoffman, uh, Noah Hoffman at 8,200, uh, another limited stack guy, but what we do see, I like there, um, is kind of a player pool guy. Matt Marshall fin did play here um, in April and finished 11th. He's got 31 rounds, so he kind of plays this tour a lot. Um, top 11 in Eagles per round, top seven in money earned on the field. Um, his scoring average is just okay, but 7,900, you know, I think he's got He's pretty steady, and he played this course well before. So I like you know top eleven. I do like that. Um, Slattery is a guy I've played quite a bit. He's definitely Jekyll and Hyde at times. Uh, nothing that just sticks out. But seventy eight hundred. If I'm needing to kind of fill some spots there in a player pool, I don't mind having a little bit of him. Uh, Dunkley is another guy that kind of sticks out to me. Um, he is he he like he can make some eagles. Um, definitely limited i mean not limited stats but not huge upside per se but 24.1 percent um birdie or better percentage he's 8900 so i think he'll go overlooked so he's one of those guys that i kind of he's not high high in my rankings but i'm like you know if i can get some leverage there at a spot that m most won't go to at 8900 then uh, i definitely don't mind going to him uh roberts we mentioned him last week um he came out not playing very well i think he was plus two, plus three, right out the gate. But he wind up, um, I was DMing or texting somebody. I was like, I bet you he gets a minus two or better. This was still round one. He wound up getting a minus three. So finished strong. Um, I, I still don't understand why DK's pricing him at 7K. Um, you know, he's got the biggest plus minus DK the odds by far. You know, his betting odds are 25 to one. Um, you know, comparison like Lapa, a guy we like who's eighty eight hundred, eighteen hundred dollars more than Roberts, um, is thirty three to one. So he's got less odds than Roberts, but he's eighteen hundred more. I, I mean, GPP, he's an he's a good fade because if you fade him, he doesn't play well. Um, you get massive leverage. But man, if he plays well and you don't have him, you're you're just gonna you're dead. I mean, you're just gonna be dead if he if he shoots like he can. Um, we've seen it before many times um he you know you're gonna have he's probably gonna have 30 35 percent ownership easy in the big gpp uh pushing 40 percent but i hadn't decided yet last last time i went all in on him uh didn't didn't hurt me obviously i did well in round one last week but uh, i like him it's he's just too pri too too cheap priced and in a field where it's really difficult to find pretty solid under 7k I, people are just going to keep falling to him and, and the risk there, it's a risk reward. Um, cause he's so egregiously underpriced that if he just, it's not that he has to play lights out, but if he just shoots three under, he's going to return the value of the money. And that's where you get under leverage to the field in this situation. I, I you know, I, it's, I don't see him again. He's, he's 25 to one. He's one of the top, he's probably top 10 odds in the field. 
and he's priced like he's one of the bottom guys in the field. So it's just a rare situation. You kind of have to make what you're going to do there. Certainly we'll answer questions on that and anything else uh, a little later on uh, in the day. Uh, going to do some family things after this, but take a break and come back and build before the last dance comes on tonight. Um, you know, that kind of wraps up that part of it. I'll go through some betting strategy. Um, same guys, 50 to one or less. It, you know, it's kind of, I mean, these big guys continue to be right there every week or win it. Um, lap is the one I like the most 33 to one that that's not a quote unquote, you know, favorite top guy up there. Yates would be next because you're getting a little bit better money, 16 to one, as opposed to Wu or KK, who's four to one, four and a half to one. Um, so there's not a lot of options because, you know, one of these top 10 guys are probably going to win it. Um, three day tournament type deal, but, uh, definitely, you know, and even Roberts at 25 to one, I wouldn't mind going there. Um, cause I think he can win. Uh, Gerska is a good price, 66 to one. Uh, Carlson, as we mentioned earlier, really solid. I don't know if he can win it, but 66 to one is a guy that I'd look at. Um, some of the long odds, 80 to 120 to one, like Mays, Winston, and McDonald. And then my dark horse, as I mentioned earlier, same as DK, is Ryan Wallen. Uh, and I'll put my bets out like I did last week on the site um, as well at their dollar rankings and kind of get through all that for those wondering. Um, and that's about it. You know, I just wanted to get a little vocal. I had positive feedback of people like hearing a walkthrough as well as seeing the rankings for at least round one. Uh, wanted to keep it right at 30 minutes or so. Apologize for no intro. Uh, JB is working hard on getting a new house, um, not a new house, but new place that they're moving to um, as they are expecting their first kid here in about a month. So I didn't want to bug him too much today. Uh, so I just wanted to pop off the pod real quick and then get these rankings and stuff out. I'll be in Slack later uh, if you guys need me. If you have any questions, uh, appreciate it. You guys have a great Sunday and enjoy enjoy the rest of your day.